The Utes' highest grading recruiting class sees another bump. The Utes hired their new wide receivers coach, and the running Utes continue to dominate on the hardwood. All that and more on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. My name is JT Wichel, and thank you for making Lockdown News your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. On today's show, we're talking Utah recruiting, Utah coaching hires, and a little bit of Utah basketball, but that won't be till the very end. First, got to start with the bump in recruiting that a couple of the Utes saw 24-7 compiled their final rankings today. So friend of the show, Steve Bartle, put out a piece that saying that uh, Spencer Fano in particular saw an unbelievable jump, but overall, this what this final thing means that is that Utah finishes with five in the final edition of the 2023 top 24-7 grouping, basically. They're how they class, how they do things. So all these Utes saw a huge bump. It was five players overall in Fano. Then you get CJ Blocker, Caleb Lomu saw a bump, Smith Snowden, Hunter Clegg, all these guys, phenomenal players. Let's focus on Fano first. This is from Steve Bardo. Fano made a huge climb up the rankings, 43 spots to be exact, and finished as a top 50 player in the class. He became just the second commit in program history to achieve this status. So huge news for Spencer Fano. Great to see him get this huge bump. He absolutely deserves it. I'm a huge fan of Spencer Fano. I think he's absolutely lights out. I think this 2023 class is going to be really special. I think there's a lot of players that are going to be really good, but I think the guy is going to be Spencer Fano. It's all snug and done. Yes, Smith Snowden is going to be incredible. Hunter Clegg, when he eventually comes back from his mission, going to be lights out. Caleb Lomu going to do some great things. This will be a class where a lot of guys do awesome things, but I think when we look back on it and go, who was the guy that stood out? To me, that's going to be Spencer Fano. And why do I say that? Because I don't think it's just coincidence that Braden Daniels leaves when Fano comes in. I don't know. I don't think Fano is going to start this year. I'll be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if he worked his way in there. I just think he needs to add some strength. It's very hard to play in your very first year as an offensive lineman. But when it's all said and done, I do think he's a guy who's going to end up starting all over the offensive line. I think he is going to be here. Let's say he's here for four years. I could see him starting at center one year, guard another, or even just going going to guard right away. Then tackle, tackle. I think by when by the time it's all said and done, he's going to be this team's left tackle for one, if not two seasons. He's just too technically sound, too phenomenal of a player. He's a guy I fell in love with getting to call some high school games this past season. I mean, he's a guy who would do whatever the team needs. And what do I mean by that? Well, in the state championship game, he hadn't played defense all season long and his team needed him to need him to go both ways. And he did it. He hadn't done that all year goes in and gets a sack against a really good Lehigh team too. So I just, he's a baller. He's guys willing to step up, step in technique is flawless. His hands, he's got good arm length as well. Great footwork. I think Jim Harding gets his hands on him. He's an early enrollee, which I think that is huge. I said, I don't expect him to start the season. I just think it's really hard to do that as a true freshman, but I'm not counting him out by any means because when you bet against guys like Spencer Fano is usually how you end up losing. So I'm I'm a huge fan of his. I'm very happy that he saw this rankings bump. I think he absolutely deserves it and now is the second biggest commit the school's ever gotten. And I think when it's all said and done, he's going to be one of those guys who makes that look really good too because he's going to work his tail off and we know he's got all the talent in the world. Just a great player who's going to continue to do great things. Um, another guy who 
got a nice bump and just looks great in the rankings is Caleb Lomu. I think Lomu's a guy too who's going to do a lot of special things with this Utah football team. And he's another player too where I don't expect to see a ton of him right away. But you want to talk about just playing nasty, mean, and ready to get after it. I think that's what Lomu is going to do. I think while maybe Fano takes like an early right tackle spot, I could see Lomu sliding in a guard one of these seasons and absolutely being dominant on the interior of the offensive line. He's a guy who's ready to just punish dudes. I think he plays with a good anchor and pass protection too. Pretty technically sound. Just another guy who needs a little bit more time to develop. It's very hard to play because of just how much the physicality demands, right? Like, let's all look back, not just to how dominant Clark Phillips was. I think back to a guy like Derek Stingley at LSU, who in his freshman year was shutting down dudes on the outside. You just, you see that more out of the corners, right? Because that is so dependent on athleticism versus the other one is so dependent on, in the trenches, it's so dependent on strength. And when you have guys who are, you see more growth in an off-season program to me, your strength will see more growth than your speed and overall athleticism, right? Because you're lifting more weights. That's a big strength-based thing. You got to buy and do the time, pay your dues in the weight room, and then you reap the benefits on the field. That's what we see in the trenches because the physicality, you're going against guys who have been in the weight room for five years. You can already be a super athletic corner like Clark Phillips, let's say, and line up on the outside and shut those guys down. It's why you see corners more often when they come in early or able to stand out on the outside versus you don't see a ton of young offensive and defensive line and really dominating because it's just such a physical mismatch because it's such a strength based position it's such an, a vital part to the position speaking of those outside players though hey cj blocker smith snowden both seeing a jump and recruitings and i mean both these guys are going to get some opportunities to make some plays i can already see the third down where um where cj blocker bats a pass away and rice eccles you know hits the, hits the corners do what they do dbs you know they love to show off to after they do it and rice eccles just going nuts smith snowden gonna do it too and I think, you know, this season is going to be all about Fabian Marks. Um, JT Broughton will get a little bit of that love too. Miles Battle coming over. But I think we'll be leaving the season like, man, I cannot wait to see Smith Snowden, CJ Blocker, all these guys get more snaps because I really think they're going to shine in those limited opportunities. So just a great thing for this recruiting class to continue to get this bump. I'm so happy for guys like Fano, Lumu, Snowden, Blocker. Clay got a bump as well. All these guys got an opportunity to go out and play, participate in the Polynesian Bowl. Absolutely dominated, especially Fano was just blowing up for his work in one-on-ones. And Look, that's what he's going to be facing a lot, right? When he goes to Utes and he's going to be playing on the outside. He did some at center too. So I guess, I mean, Fano will be ready if, if this team needs him. I do think he'll be ready to go out there and he'll do positive things. I think he'll be like something like when Johnny Maia came in at center, right? The even though he's a backup, it's not like we saw a drop off. So I'm I'm really excited for what he's going to be able to do. But you saw these guys dominating against the best of the best. So I think it's great that Fano got that huge leap, 43 spots to be exact in those 24-7 rankings. So it's a huge credit to him. Also, if you guys want to see, just learn more about this stuff, head over to Ute Zone. See, check out all of Steve's articles. He's got it all covered and can and break it down exactly what it all means in terms of 24-7 language. But it is very important for this Utah team. I feel like just to continue to see these guys get bumped up, it's just a great opportunity for them to see their brand spotlighted, grown. And I'm really excited about what this group is going to do because this doesn't feel like a recruiting class that's all fluff, right? Where these guys have these high rankings. We've you, That happens sometimes, right? You get high recruits that come in. What has Utah been doing? Why has Utah been winning the Pac-12 when they haven't been getting these top recruiting classes? Because their talent outworks everyone else. They develop their guys incredibly well. So, it doesn't it, just because you get high recruits doesn't mean you're guaranteed success by any stretch of the imagination. But I feel like these are the kind of recruits that match what Utah was looking for and the traits that they found in those lower recruits that they made successful. 
These guys have a higher ceiling and they have those hard work, dedication. They have the other traits that made Utah want to grab these guys so bad. So it's great that Utah was able to reel in a lot of these guys from the in-state schools, Snowden, Clegg, Fano. We talked about that earlier this week with Tony Parks, but getting the guys like CJ Blocker, Caleb Lomu, uh, Matt Matthews as well, another phenomenal receiver for this Utah team. So I am I'm really fired up about this group, and I think they're going to have a chance to do some really special things in the long run. And I think we'll look back on it and be like, not only was that the best rankings class, but when it's all said and done, they lived up to the hype. It's going to be a lot of fun to see how it all plays out for that group, but a great honor for them to get those bumps. Couldn't have happened to a better group of guys. Some of them were already already in the Utah program, getting that early work in, and we're going to get to check them out in the spring. I mentioned Mikey Matthews. He has a new receivers coach. We're going to talk about that in a moment, but first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today or get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first ever five dollar bet just sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to the point spread to player props plus you can even combine your bets for a chance to win a bigger payout with a same game parlay as you guys know coming up this weekend nfl championship weekend afc and nfc it's going to be a lot of fun to see the eagles and 49ers go at it and getting to see the Chiefs and Bengals in a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. So make sure you guys head over to FanDuel. Get in on that. It's all in the app. It's a safe and secure and super easy place. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your $5 bet to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment with more FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. I'll tell you guys what, just my little sense, I, I really like the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to cover, and I think the Eagles are going to cover. Brock Purdy's done some awesome things. I just think it's really hard to go into a place like Philly, get a playoff win. But hey, Brock, all Brock Purdy's done is prove people wrong, right? So don't want to discount him, but I really like that Eagles team. And there, we just got done talking about uh, some guys in the trenches that are pretty dominant, Caleb Lomu and Spencer Fano. Hassan Reddick, what he's done this year, Jason Kelly, Kelsey, that Eagles offensive line, that group is loaded. Then you're looking at that other game. I just don't think Patrick Holmes is going to lose at home two years in a row in the playoffs. I know he's a little nicked up with the injury, but I'm not counting him out. And this Bengals team is really good, but Joey B still ain't Patrick Holmes. And I'll eat crow on Monday show if I'm wrong, but that's how I'm going to lean when I head over to FanDuel and get in on all that great action today. So I'd recommend you guys do the same. Now, I want to talk about something that happened huge for this Utah football program. And no, it wasn't Steve Smith as the new receivers coach for the Utes, but it was still a great hire as Alvis Witted is coming over to join the team. He's a guy who has experience with Wisconsin. Most recently, he served as their wide receivers coach, also for the Green Bay Packers. And who did he work with? A little, I don't know if you guys heard the name Devontae Adams. If not, head over to the NFL receiving chart leaders these last couple of years and see what that dude's been doing. So. He's worked with Devontae Adams before coaching in the NFL too and at Wisconsin. He helped with he helped also mentor all Americans and Blitnikoff Award finalists during seven seasons as a Colorado State, Richard Higgins, Michael Gallup, both those guys helping them out. And he's a guy too in Coach Witted, who has experience in the NFL. He began his coach, he began his nine-year coach, he began his coaching career after nine years in the NFL after being selected by Jacksonville in the seventh round in 1998. He also spent time with the Atlanta Falcons in 2001 and the Oakland Raiders from 2002 to 06. During his career as a pro, he played in 122 NFL games with 24 starts, catching 74 passes for 1,030 yards and six touchdowns, while also serving as a standout on special teams. Witted played in two AFC championship games, helping the Raiders reach Super Bowl, super helping them reach the Super Bowl in 2002. 
It has the, the Roman numeral next to it. Uh, shout out to the Utah Athletic Department, uh, Ryan Gallant, Jordan, Lindy, all the great work, uh, Lindley, all the great work they put in. That's where I got this from. Um, I, I'm very bad with Roman numerals, so I'm just going to look at them and say the 2002 uh, Super Bowl. Give you guys a little insight there. But what stands out about all that? Because that's a lot, right? Well, I think number one, he helps develop talent, right? And can get the most out of his guys. Rashard Higgins, Michael Gallup was instrumental, obviously, in their developmental process. And those are guys who have done some really nice things in the NFL, too. They haven't dominated the NFL scene, but look, Utah hasn't really exactly been putting receivers in the NFL outside of a guy like a Tim Patrick. So I think this is a great opportunity to get a guy in here in Coach Witted who can help out these guys, develop them, recruit some fun players here. So we like that he can recruit and develop talent, right? And also, the other thing I like is he's going to command respect in the locker room. Well, how is he going to command respect in the locker room, right? He doesn't really know these guys. Well, we just went through that resume. So what really stands out? Number one, he's going to say, you guys should be doing this. And the co- maybe like, let's say outside of practice time, he's going to say, you guys are doing this. And I'm not saying anyone would do this, but if anyone was like, why should we, why should I do that? He's going to go, because that's what Devontae Adams did. And we know all of these guys at Utah, their long-term goal, not short-term, long-term goal is to play in the NFL. They would love to be Devontae Adams-like. So how do you get to be a Devontae Adams-type player? You put in that kind of work. doesn't mean you're going to be Devontae Adams, but if you work if you work as hard as a guy like that, it definitely increases your chances. And we know what Devontae Adams has been able to do and obviously has an outstanding work ethic. So anytime that any of the guys questions him, he can say like, hey, this is what Devontae Adams did. Also, another thing when talking about Coach Alvis Witted is He's reached the peak almost, right? He got just short of the peak, right? He wasn't a Super Bowl champion, but he helped them reach the Super Bowl. That's a big deal. Anytime you can talk about what made a special locker room like that capable of coming together to win a Super Bowl, get to that point, being in a locker room with those guys, seeing what it takes, that commands respect. And I think that's a big thing here too. And serving at a college program like Wisconsin too, they've had some success with some recent receivers too. So, you know, he's gotten it done in college. He's helped the Badgers win three straight bowl games and helped produce good wide receivers there. So overall, like I said, I think this is an outstanding hire. I can't wait to see the kind of talent and the recruits that he's going to be able to bring in. Look, things really fell off recently for Wisconsin, right? With the uh, Paul Chris getting fired and everything. And I'm really excited about that Luke Fickle hire. They actually travel out to go play at Washington state this year. I think that game's going to be a lot of fun, but I'm really excited to see what Coach Witted can do. There is a lot of hype around uh, Mikey Matthews, and I think that it is going to be very well-deserved, and I cannot wait to see what Coach Witted is going to do, how he's going to help him out. I think he's going to be able to help guys like Devon. Hopefully, he's already talking and working with them a little bit about things he wants them to work on and get a little better, better bit with. Uh, Makai Cope is the guy just oozing with potential on the outside in the slot mostly. Maybe play a little on the outside, but mostly a slot kind of guy. Money Parks and his abilities to... I think he's a guy who's really going to get a lot out of his receivers. I know everyone wanted Steve Smith. He's sitting pretty cushy with that NFL network job, right? Got his own podcast, personal grand uh, brand kind of growing too. So it wasn't surprising not to see Steve Smith interested in this or really serious as much as fun as it would be right to have like Alex Smith, um, Steve Smith, you know, all the Utah legends and alumni, Eric Weddle coaching the, the D I mean, Hey, I will say the DBs are in a pretty good place. I don't know if we need, uh, we need Eric Weddle to come in, but I mean, anytime you get his input, it wouldn't hurt. And I'm sure he does. I wouldn't be surprised if he's messaged some of the guys on the back end before, whether it was like a Cole Bishop or an RJ Hubert at a different point about some of the things he's just seen on film or anything like that. But, um, either way, like Steve Smith wasn't realistic, right? So I think this is a home run of a hire. As I mentioned, a guy who's got NFL experience, not just as a player, but coaching, seeing what it takes from guys like Devonte adams he's seen he's evaluated too had to evaluate and kind of look in at seeing like okay what kind of receivers do we want he's 
like guys like Alan Lazard, who come, comes in to the NFL from an Iowa State. Obviously, he wasn't expected to be the next. He wasn't expected to be wide receiver one for the Packers at any point, but that's what he had to be this most recent season. And Christian Watson kind of stole that from him late, but still, he was kind of helpful in the developmental process there. So he's the guy who's seen what it takes to be the best of the best and can really preach and help these receiver group get that. And I think we're going to see a bump in the receiver play this season too. And uh, that's that's no disrespect to the previous coaches who were in the receiver room. I just really think that Coach Witted is going to do a really good job taking this group to the next level, especially when we're talking about the talent they're bringing in and how he's going to help elevate it and maximize those guys' potential. I think it's going to be. I think it'd be really exciting if a guy like Matthews or someone else could only be here for two or three years, right? And there's even some other young freshman receivers on this team we didn't really get to see a, a ton of last year. Guys like Teo Johnson. And a few other players that I think he can help get the most out of. I, I'm really excited about this hire. I think it's a great move, and it's going to be really exciting to see how the receivers improve over the course of not just the offseason and when we see him in spring ball, but by the time fall camp rolls around, that's what I'm really looking forward to. And yeah, it's a great time to be a Ute as always, especially when you get home run hires like this. We're going to come back in a moment and talk some Utah men's basketball because they got another dominant win as they took care of the Beavers. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at UCCU. UCCU is opening a brand new branch in Vineyard to celebrate. UCCU is giving away 2023 Kawasaki Terry times four UTV. Vineyard is one of the gro fastest growing cities in the state. The new branch offers all the benefits of a UCCU branch, multiple drive up lanes, 24 hour ATM and UCCU's brand new interactive teller machines or ITM for sure, which provide all the benefits of meeting with a real UCCU professional, either in the branch or right from your vehicle. It's a virtual connection to a remote teller with a highly personalized audio and video connections to celebrate the new Vineyard UCCU branch enter to win a 2023 Kawasaki Terry times for UTV winners will be announced in April just in time for the summer fun stop by UCCU's new branch in Vineyard conveniently located next to the Megaplex theaters and Topgolf or enter at uccu.com you don't even have to be a member at UCCU to enter so there's no excuse for you guys not to head over to uccu.com and cash in on this amazing offer and try to win a 2023 Kawasaki Terry times for UTV UCCU Love where you bank. All right, coming in to wrap this one up. Uh, running Utes basketball, continuing to dominate Pac-12 play. I actually believe I saw with uh, – they're currently second in the conference. That was from a standing I saw during the game. So, I, I mean, Utah won, and I, I, so I assume that holds. So, at this moment, Utah is second, which I'm, I just want to say this quickly. If that holds, even if Utah is top – I'll say top four still. I think if Utah is anywhere in the top four, I think Coach Smith should be the coach of the year in the Pac-12 Conference. When you look about the one-year turnaround, how he's gotten this, gr in, uh, this group to buy in and develop, I mean, they didn't win a dang game in January last season, and they're second in the conference. Like, are you kidding me? It's – Outstanding. I think Coach Smith is absolutely killing it this year. He's my Pac-12 coach of the year. I got all the U's in the background, though, so my vote doesn't exactly count count for much. Not that I get one, although, hey, if Pac-12 people are listening, I wouldn't mind getting a vote because, as I said, it's going to Coach Smith for the job he's done this season. But uh, what worked for Utah tonight, right? They went up to the Beavs, 63-44, to 44, and I just love the way this team moves the ball. The assists, 16-4 to four in their favor. This team plays so unselfishly, and it's what's led to them having an outstanding season. Guys like Marco Anthony. Anthony do a good job making the extra pass always. Brandon Carlson makes some nice feeds too. Even guys, obviously Raleigh Wooster has been incredible. We know Marco stole his triple-double last week by grabbing a rebound away, but he does a lot of positive things um, overall for this team, Raleigh does. Then when you talk about guys even like coming off the bench, Will Exact, Stefanovic, even Ben Carlson, the starting line. Like these guys just move the ball. They just want to win. They don't care who gets the credit and it's so much fun to watch. 
Carlson continues to do his thing and be a strong force. He only finished with 12 points in this one, but just the, the attention he commands inside forces these teams to play zone and allows the Utes to get going from the outside. I mean, they hit seven threes in this one. The Beavs only hit two, 32-11. And that's another point I'll make too, because I just talked about the unselfishness a little bit. That's one thing that's becoming l- less and less common in college basketball is unselfishness because these teams are still primarily made. A lot of teams are just made up of transfers, right? So these guys are coming to these places after maybe they've been in another school for four years or whatever. And what's the biggest reason they transferred? Because not just because, look, some of these guys, I think, want to be part of a team. It's a better opportunity for them. But a lot of them want to get theirs, right? That's just a fact. These guys want to go into a situation in a place where they're going to put up really good numbers. And I'm not saying these Utah guys don't want to do that either. But I really don't think they care who gets the credit. And in a couple of these games they've played now, I look, I feel like I'm watching teams like an Oregon state, like a Washington a little bit where these guys want to get the credit. They want to be the one to hit the crazy shot. So they're taking bad shots versus Utah doesn't really settle for a ton of bad shots, right? Like the only guy who's really allowed to shoot bad shots on this team is Gabe Madsen, but that's because we know he can make those bad shots. And it's every time he shoots a bad shot, it's like, well, anyone else, it's a terrible shot. But for him, it's like a, I feel like he can, I feel like everything he shoots is going in because his confidence is just off the charts. And we know we've seen him make those kind of shots too. So that's one thing with him that I love watching, but yeah, I just, I see how selfish some of these teams are. And I I just don't get that sense with the Utes, which I think is great. I love the defensive energy and effort by this team. Um, Utah got off to a big first half lead. They held Oregon state to 16 points. Um, and they scored 32 themselves. The Utes did, and it was just an outstanding effort from the Utes. It felt like Oregon State was at 11 forever until they finally got their offense going a little bit. Second half, a little closer, 31 to 28. But Utah still able to gut it out there. And this team is really fun. And I love that coming up this Saturday, they get a chance to avenge one of their their most recent loss. Oh, their third most recent loss actually, because they had the two road losses. Their most recent home loss, I will say, because they lost at Oregon. They lost, excuse me, they lost when Oregon came to them, and now they're going out to Eugene to take on the Ducks. So I think it's a great opportunity for this Utah team. I'm really excited to see them get out there and do it. And once again, just so impressed with the numbers and what this team continues to put up. They continue to do. They shot 8% better from the field overall against the Beavs tonight, 42 to 34. And just the defensive energy and effort guys are trying. They're flying around making plays. Coach Smith has got this team bought in. And it's a lot of fun to watch. I think this group, and we talked with Coach Cravens on yesterday's show, right, about just the energy and the effort this team plays for. Brandon Carlson taking the step forward. Marco Anthony as the leader on the floor of the things he does. Raleigh Wooster taking a big leap. I mean, my gosh, I've, I've apologized numerous times for all my Raleigh takes. He's sensational out there. Then you look at what guys like Cabe is doing right away. How great was it to see Cabe out there? I was really concerned about him. I mean, I was there. He got hurt. He went down, had to be helped off, came out in that, I believe it was an air, air cast, air boot, whatever it is. Um, but then, I, I mean, I didn't think he was going to play again, and there he is back out there. I mean, that's outstanding. Utah has a phenomenal athletic training staff, by the way, on the basketball team, uh, football team does as well. Um, top-notch staff over there for the Utes. Um, but we talked about them. Will exact the highlight plays in the moments. He drilled one three in particular early on that just looks so good. And it's and he actually airballed another three. It's just kind of like those freshman moments, right? Where it's like that's when you see him drill the three, you're like, that's the guy. Those are the flashes we're gonna see. And then the very next one, they swing the ball over to him and he misses everything. And you're like, yep, that's why it's going to see not currently at that level right now overall. So a lot of fun to watch this Utah basketball team. I mean, I really in my fourth, this is my fourth year kind of watching Utah basketball from when I transferred over to the U and I, I can't tell you how much I enjoy watching this team, especially as compared to some of the other ones, right? Because of how unselfish they play the great job. They do moving the ball, the energy, the effort, everything about this team is so different and it's a lot of fun to be a part of. And I'm really excited to see if they can keep it going against an extremely tough Oregon team at home. 
but also an Oregon team that also lost to Stanford. So it's, I mean, they're a roller coaster, right? So great opportunity for the Utes to get over the hump when they've played the bigger program teams as of recently, TCU, BYU, Oregon, um, USC, UCLA. They lost all five of those games most recently against those big opponents. We know they got the big win against Arizona and they've taken care of business against teams at home. Like Washington used to be a, a big name program, right? But it's just not anymore. So I think it's a great opportunity for the Utes to go into uh, teams house who they already beat them once and get a nice strong win. I don't know where it ranks in terms of uh, overall where the Oregon ranks right now. They're obviously not ranked in the top 25. So in that regard, we'll see where it ends up uh, being a win if they can get it, but great opportunity for the Utes. And I'll say it right now. I think Utah will get that win and I'll be excited to talk about it with you guys on Monday's show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also shout out to the Utah women's basketball team. They weren't, weren't in action tonight, but I think they're going to have another outstanding weekend too. coach Lynn Roberts and her team led by Gianna Neekins, Alyssa Peely. They continue to put in work, be dominant, still a top 10 program on the season. And I think they're going to have a lot of shine and do a lot of positive things too. So make sure you guys keep a check in up on all things Utah basketball. We'll cover it here at lockdown news, but make sure you guys watch the games too. So you guys can see, how lucky Utah is this season to really have great basketball at the Huntsman and just representing them across the Pac-12 conference. So that's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Utes. If you guys are in the market for a second listen every day, we're just talking about college basketball. Then make sure you guys check out the Locked On College Basketball podcast. It is everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you can hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Appreciate you guys following along all week on Locked On Utes. We'll be back next week talking more Utah football and Utah basketball on Locked On Utes. Have a great weekend.